If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Hey, I want to start this week's episode by saying thank you for making my podcast part of your routine. There are thousands, if not millions of podcasts out there. So the fact that you chose mine and you have me as your coach and mentor is a great honor for me. So today I wanted to do something a little bit different and extend an invitation to you. Because if you like my philosophies and, and you want to be part of a group of people that are hard charging and are taking action towards financial freedom and fulfillment, then all you have to do is hop on a call and talk to somebody on my team at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call to find out how we can help you achieve your goals. You don't have to do it alone. We are here to help. In fact, doing it alone is the longest journey towards success. It's a lonely one on top of that. So just take the next step. All I have to do is say yes, jump on a call, and then learn what you don't know that you don't know, and let's help you fast track towards success. I think you're going to love my next guest, Zachary Babcock. This is a guy who spent time in prison, and today he interviews multimillionaires. He's got a ton of passion and a ton of heart. He runs a podcast production company, Podcast Penthouse Media, and helps entrepreneurs launch and produce some of the top podcasts in iTunes. Now, welcome to the show, Zachary. Hey, what's going on, Rock? I'm excited to be here, man. Thanks for having me. You know what? It's a gift to have you on the show because I have a feeling that we're going to talk about some things that people aren't used to hearing. And we're going to talk about how you've transformed your identity from what it was to who you are today and some of the trials and tribulations and some of the tools you used. Then you're going to tell us about one of your favorite books. And we're going to also talk about the eight traits of highly successful people. And you're going to see how you rank in that department. Oh, man, the suspense is killing me, man. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So let's give a bit of background to the listeners so they can have an idea of, um, you know, my whole message is the I am movement. What are, what is the description that you give yourself today? But before that, when you were growing up and you were going through hard times, you had a way of describing yourself to yourself. Tell us about that. Man, I used to gr describe myself to myself uh, before, you know, I, I don't know if there was a specific word, but it was more of like, a, it was more of like a people pleaser. And, and the reason why I say is, is uh, I mean, my dad died when I was seven. So I always wanted to fit in with the crowd and I would do things out of my character to fit in. I mean, we all do to an extent because we're social creatures, right? Um, and we want to fit into the tribe. Anybody that says that they don't like that's, you know, that's bold. But I went overboard with it and I just took that a little bit further than a lot of people, I guess, would normally do. So in your mind, you were a people pleaser. Give me some more adjectives. What did you say? Did you say I was... Uh, I'm big, I'm strong, I'm an athlete, uh, I'm a nerd, I'm really smart, I'm stupid. Give me some words. You know, I, I, would, I, I thought that I was cool. I really did, thought that I was doing stuff cool to fit in with the cool kids. Um, so I was like, I'm the, uh, um, I'm the cool kid, I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the bad kid, you know, I'm the badass would be a, be a word, or I'm, I'm a badass, or I'm a, I'm a rock star. I would say things like that. Um, and how and how does a rock star, a, a badass, a cool kid behave? What are some of his habits? The complete opposite. Like, you know, it really, I thought it was cool back then, 
but it was really douchebaggery. It was like, you know, being, being mean to other kids and getting in trouble and, and just doing literally stupid things, you know? And so it really wasn't that cool. I just thought it was cool at the time. Okay. And then tell us about what happened. You, you ended up in prison. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, man. Um, by the time I was 17, I had caught some cases. Um, I was, uh, I started smoking weed when I was nine, but by the time I was 17, I caught some cases for being a knucklehead. We, we stole a bunch of stolen property and we're, uh, robbing things out of people's garage doors that were left open. And I went away for five, I had a seven year sentence and I did four years flat, went away at 19 and I got out for about two years. You know, I didn't want to go back to prison. Um, but then I ended up catching a DWI, being a knucklehead again, and went back to prison uh, just 20 days before my twin sons were born. And rock, like, that was it. That was my rock bottom moment. Like, that was uh, the moment. It was so painful, man. Like, I was sitting there in Ferguson Police Department learning that I'm missing out on my, my, the birth of my twin sons when all I ever wanted was to be the father that I didn't have growing up. And I'm missing out on it because I wanted to be a knucklehead. And it was so painful. I, I mean, I just, there's like no real words to put it in, but I felt like big enough to sit up, sit on a penny and swing my feet from it. And at the same time, though, that pain was the best thing that could ever happen to me because in that moment, my entire paradigm shifted. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. And from that very moment, I, might, I started moving in a completely different direction in my life. What was the general tribe mentality in the prison? Yeah, it was uh, it was really simple. Mind your own business, stand on your own shit, and um, and and don't you know? Just th that's it. Mind your own business, stand on your own shit. Uh, if if somebody, even if you can't fight, even if you're not strong, as long as you stand up for yourself, then people won't continue to mess with you. But if you let people bully you, then you will get bullied. So don't be a pussy. Yeah, don't be a pussy and say and mind your own business. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and. How was it then that the, there's a human desire to connect with people and belong? How did you navigate that? You know, it was, uh, it, it's really weird to try to explain it, but like, I feel like that experience, because it was so different, unlike, and you know, I, I understand that I haven't visited every country in the world yet. So there's probably a lot of different other cultural things that are going to be a complete cultural shock, but that was so different than anything else I've experienced because literally nobody would walk around with a smile on their face. Nobody, when I just to put it into context, man, when I got, when I got home from prison, the first time after doing four years flat, my mom and kid came and picked me up. And I remember I went in at 2008 when we had flip phones and, and at the time the cool clothing was baggy clothes and I was wearing baggy clothes. And I remember putting on the clothes, it's 2012 now. And I'm like, mom, I'm not trying to be a freeloader or anything, but can we please go to Target and get a pair of clothes that fit? She's like, yeah. Well, I went in there, man. And I was so freaked out. My anxiety kicked in because everybody's smiling and being nice and you could talk to women and stuff. So it was, it was just freaking me out. I eventually adapted back to society, but it was, uh, it was, it was weird, man. So your inner narrative must have been really, really interesting. And um, what do you do? And you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but what do you do um, with, I've always been curious, literally with your sexual urges in a prison? Like, what do you do with that? <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be straight up. That's funny, though. I mean, there'd be, there's spots where you can go and, you know, handle your business, you know, yeah. by yourself. And they make these things called fifis with rubber gloves, lotion, and towels that you wrap <laughs> around it. And you just go to town, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we haven't done it at home. 
you know, <laughs> you know, but uh, interesting. So now you come out of prison and you can talk to women. What was that like? I mean, you just, you, you had, you had a girl, you had a wife or. Yeah. So the first time I went away, I didn't have a girlfriend or, or a wife. And when I came home, it was weird, man, because you know, the whole time I'm conversating with just, you know, mostly alpha males and no interaction with women hardly at all except for the few CEOs and you didn't really get to talk to them that much so it was really weird at first for like the first week and a half it was like a lot of adjusting but but then I started coming into it and and uh re getting readjusted to to normal society so then you um then you met this girl you had you got her pregnant and you went back so what happened yeah. Well, you know what happened, man? I was working at a bar and grill 50 to 60 hours a week. Uh, you know, that was like one of the only jobs that I could find. And um, I then I was shopping at this other bar or the, at this other bar, this other store where they sold clothes because uh, I liked it. And then I ended up getting hired there because he's like, hey, you want a job here? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And I put in my two weeks at the bar and grill where I had some stability in my life because two days into my job at the clothing store, I sold 3000 a whole store to 9000 I've always loved sales and connecting with people. Well, after I put in my two weeks at the bar and grill, they called me back and said, hey, you're a convicted felon. You got to kick rocks. So I was out with nothing. And in that moment, I had a choice to either keep my chin up and search for other opportunity. But rock, I, I, I was being a, a pussy and started throwing a pity party and became an alcoholic. And that's what led me back to prison. And yet at the same time, uh, my, we, I'd gotten my now wife, which was my girlfriend at the time, pregnant with uh, twin boys. Really cool. Really cool. I want to break that down for the people listening. So events happen in our life. You had a job, you're feeling good, you're excited, you're in a zone where you feel like you're confident you can win. And men need that, I think maybe even more than women, um, is they need a place where they know they're a badass and they can compete and win. Sometimes it's tattoos, sometimes it's the winning quarterback, sometimes it's, you know, spelling, winning the spelling bee, whatever works for you. And then you get tossed out on the curb and now you change your focus and you go, okay, I don't belong what am I going to do now? Um, and so you, you start drinking. And most people have ad, uh, addictions. They just have them and they cope with them or they make them socially acceptable. So they overwork or they gossip or they, uh, you know, jerk off to porn. And they do <laughs> Or fifis in prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And, they, and they, so they have a way of what we call coping. But at the end of the day, they're not happy. They're not fulfilled. They're actually not really productive. And they may not even, they may be in a relationship, but it's not a very fulfilling relationship. It works because you take the garbage out, she does the dishes and she cleans the diapers and, you know, you cut the grass or whatever. But how do we get, and now let's go to where you are today and I'll work my way back and I'll finish into that question. So where you are today? Today is a really crazy stark contrast compared to where I was today. Um, you know, I, I, I was in prison for over five years of my life and now I rub elbows with multimillionaires every day and I've had 20k plus months as entrepreneur consistently, um, which I'm so grateful for, man. But I really get to do what I love. I love podcasting and I get to help other entrepreneurs launch and grow and monetize their podcasts, become a top 200 rated podcaster in five weeks or less. And, uh, and then we also get to free up their time with our podcast production agency that we also run. So it's really cool, man. But uh, I'm just really grateful. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about that. You know, when, when, even when people ask, you know, it's like, wow, you know. So who are you today? 
I am Zachary Babcock, man. I am a responsible father. Uh, I'm a loving husband. Uh, I'm a fierce underdog entrepreneur. Uh, and and I, I just, I think that's it. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and that came out just so fluidly for you, which shows congruency, right? And yeah. I love the fact that you could get that because a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, people are not clear on who they are. I work with a lot of people. And if you ask them who are, well, uh, uh, I'm a real estate agent. Uh, uh, but they don't really know in their soul what shines and, and what can come out. So you've been doing this for five years now? Yeah, it'll be f I'll be out of prison five years. October 2nd, 2019 will be five years exactly. And you had a passion to what? Interview people, talk to people, you're curious. What, what got you into it? The, what got me into podcasting, I just started the podcast April of 2018. Um, and the reason why, so before podcasting, I was just, I, every time I tried to collaborate with any entrepreneur, nobody wanted to give me any time of the day. They were all, it was like, it was like I was just the ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought and could never collaborate with anybody. And out of that pain and out of that frustration, man, that's why I launched Underdog Empowerment for selfish reasons first. It was out of that pain and frustration, out of not wanting to stay in that box that people were keeping, trying to keep me in. And so also it was to empower other underdog entrepreneurs, but you got to fill up your cup before you can fill up other cups. And so that's why, that's why I launched it, man. It was crazy because then the next week, after I launched it, it became a top 200 rated podcast and we had Billy Gina's marketing on the very next week versus the week before that, nobody wanted anything to do with me. And then ever since, it's just been like celebrities or inter, uh, industry leaders ever since. It's really, uh, more importantly though, it's been a great way to connect like kind of what we were talking about beforehand to make yep. really solid relationships. So where, where's home for you? Uh, I'm in here in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, cool. And so for the entrepreneurs listening to this call that are sitting at home going, man, that sounds super cool. I, I, I'm in a tough spot, maybe not out of prison, but I'm not where I want to be, et cetera. Um, how, how, how are you monetizing? How are you getting to 20,000 in a month? Yeah, absolutely. So one way is where we bring in people that don't have a podcast at all, like an entrepreneur and I run offers. I haven't even touched advertising it. Like this is all organic. So I can't wait to really start to begin to scale it. But we run offers through Facebook, through my personal Facebook page. And I'll have it like 10 spots available to get in. It's a $5,000 program. Boom. That's a 50 K month right there. If we sell up all 10 spots and then the real like the actual money though, the stability and stuff is like the agency side where we only charge $750 a month to, to do up to eight episodes for you, which is twice a week that you're putting out podcasts. We have other plans as well, but that's just our basic plan where we're constantly freeing you up of that time and taking all that stress and the tedious work. But that's how it goes hand in hand with each other. And then there's other ways of, you know, affiliate income that you earn through your podcast. And, you know, so there's a bunch of different ways to. Very cool. Income. Awesome. Well, not that you need to hear it from me, but I'm super proud of you. It's really easy to stay stuck in a rut around an identity or a label that you've been given. My brother called me pizza face when I was young because I had a lot of acne. And for 20 years, I repeated that in my mind until I really believed that I was ugly and didn't belong. And, and, and I didn't go to school and I didn't want to be friendly and outgoing. And I used alcohol as a way to medicate myself to get my confidence. And then a mentor came along and he says, you can just change the label by choosing a new vision. And he goes, who's somebody that you admire? And I said, Clint Eastwood. He goes, okay, then what would you, what would you give him as a label? And I said, ruggedly handsome. 
So I changed pizza face to ruggedly handsome. And I repeated that over and over again. And that is the power of our identity is when we can take, you know, I'm an amazing father, I'm a responsible father, whatever it is that you choose. I'm a, I'm a badass um, podcast host. When we repeat it, because we're having a conversation with ourselves all the time, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> that's all we do all day long. Yeah. yeah. So you might as well make it an intelligent, empowering conversation. And that's really the, the kind of things I'm trying to highlight here. So let me segue to um, ask you those eight questions. And these are the character traits. And these are things that a human can learn. They're not something you're born with. So you either choose to develop that part of you or you choose to ignore it. And in my opinion, not get the results you want. So the first one is what I call a tracker. And it's somebody who knows their numbers. They know their weight. They know uh, how many times they go on a date with their wife. They know um, how many people are listening to their podcast. They pay attention to the numbers because you can improve something you don't measure. From a scale of one to 10, how good are you at tracking things in your life? I might be too much at it because my personal trainer tells me to quit stepping on the scale every day. Like I literally will track my downloads on Libsyn every day. I look at the rankings on iTunes every day. I look at the scale every day, my body weight. Like literally I'm, I'm, I, I kind of do it obsessively. Oh, so probably a 10. It. I love it. I love it. So listen to this guys. You're going to see there's a trail of evidence. Success leaves clues. All right. The next category is asker. Somebody who is, not timid, somebody who is bold, somebody who is willing to negotiate, somebody who's willing to ask for the table they want at the restaurant or for the soup to get warmed up. One to 10. I, because so I'm obviously I'm going to give myself a 10 right here, but I'm almost wondering in my head of like, am I being biased here? Because, but I'm, I'm literally looking at the facts. Like that's how I get all these top, you know, people on my podcast. That's how literally I get, I mean, you, closed mouths don't get fed, man. Like, like it's just a, a golden rule rule. So, I mean, yeah, I'll give myself a 10, man. I'll get, I'm going to give myself an eight. Cause there's some times where I know I could actually pull the trigger where I don't. Okay. All right. Appreciate the honesty. That's still solid. And by the way, let's be totally candid here. Let's not try to get a good score if it's not there because it's not going to serve. Here's what we do is, when I work with people, we identify where you are and where's the opportunity. If you're a 10 across the board, then you can't improve and we can all right. improve, right? Yeah. So the next one is called self-care and it really has you know, three categories. Your nutrition, how conscious are you? Your exercise, how methodical are you? And all the other parts of your life like sleep and, 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 and your boundaries, one to 10. If I could get my sleeping habits down, I would crush that, but I'd give it a seven. Okay. Now, this one is self-aware. Um, and the way I describe that is you notice your patterns. Um, you know, somebody cuts you off and you get angry every time and you're still doing that 30 years in a row. Uh, you, you, you find yourself not responding in a way that is empowering and you're maybe not even conscious of it. Somebody goes, man, you're, you're, you're picking your nails or you're chewing your nails. You're like, oh, I am? Oh, I didn't even know. How conscious are you? How self-aware? Uh, nine. Nine. Nice. Okay. Leader. Um, you're able to motivate, inspire, train, hire, uh, communicate. People get your vision and they want to be part of it. You're a decision maker. I really do truly believe like I'm a nine or a 10 right there. That's like one awesome. of my superhuman powers. Cool. <laughs> now this one is simple. It's a learner. Are you curious? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you reading books? Are you listening to audio programs? Are you going to seminars, hiring coaches, mentors? You have a trainer, obviously. Uh, how do you fare in that one? 
that's another one where I probably do it too much. And I actually scale back this year on the consumption. So I'm going to give myself a nine or a 10. Okay. Level of commitment. When you say you're going to do something, do people Ten. generally go consider it done? 10. 10. Sweet. And then your emotional um, IQ. And that's basically, are you in control of your emotions or are your emotions in control of you? And then you have to, you know, oh my God, I'm pissed off. I got to have a drink or I'm really frustrated. I'm going to go, you know, for a run or I'm going to punch the wall. I'm going to give myself a nine, but I'd like to say one big thing is like just the other day, like it was, everything was going wrong. Like it, 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 the internet, I was doing a, I was doing a podcast mega tour going on 50 plus podcasts in 48 hours. And my internet started messing up toward halfway through the day. And, and then everything else was just going to shit. And one thing I've learned, man, is that sometimes there's external and I, I, I learned this through prison Then I learned, I read it in the Victor Frankl man search for meaning book. That's what I'm going to bring up when you ask me about the book. But, uh, you know, there's, things that happen that you don't have control over, but you always have your response. And in between your response and things you don't have control over is your freedom to choose. And I literally just like, Hey, what can I do about this? You've been through a lot worse, bro. It's just the day roll with it or whatnot. And, and that kind of gave me power in that situation. So I'm gonna give myself a nine on that. Yeah, I would agree. That's awesome. And uh, I, I talk to people about there's no meaning, but the meaning we give it, which is really what you're talking about is that pause, right? Stimulus, pause, choose how you're going to respond. And I wish they taught that in school. I think yeah. it'd be probably one of the most useful things because a lot of people think that they don't have a choice. So before we talk about the book you want to talk about, it's one of my favorite books as well. Have you read the, um, David Goggins book yet? Can't hurt me. I got it right here on my shelf. I haven't read it yet. Oh, man, dude. You're going to love that book. You're going to love that book. For real? I'm going to invite you also. So what I did is I read it, and then I got the audio version because he does a mini podcast in the audio book. So he has a reader, and at the end of each chapter, him and the reader talk about the chapter, and they go deeper. It's really, really cool. I think That's like pretty it. cool. That's yeah. a unique idea, man. It is. So, Victor Frankel, talk to me. Dude, that book, I've read it, I read it in the end of 2017. It wasn't too long ago. And I was like, God, why haven't I came across this sooner? Because like, you know, there's books where they got that are really good. And there's some that just got like one or two golden nuggets. This book was just completely transformational. Like it's one of those books that like, it'll change the way you look at things. Like here I was, I thought I had it bad doing over five years in prison. And I'm like, damn, I was like, I had like a little daycare compared to what the shit he went through, dude. Dude, like it was brutal. And and like to be able to go through that, like literally like, oh my God, the torture of seeing your peop uh, friends and people you know die and wither away day by day by day, being starved to death, being brutally beat down, mentally stripped of everything, except for that freedom to choose. It was empowering, and, and, and that, that lesson where he talks about, man, like, I mean, if you think about it, man, uh, a tornado could come through right now and tear down your house and destroy everything you love, kill your family, all that. God forbid that happens, but that could happen, and there's nothing that you could do about that situation, but you could choose, are you going to respond negatively and let that, that, that kill your spirit and be go the rest of your life and be bitter and miserable and kill yourself, or or are you going to let that pain eternalize and, and transform it into something powerful and go out and pack the world and do good with it? 
whichever one you choose, it's still your choice. It's your freedom to choose how you respond no matter what happens. And that was like one of the best takeaways I got from that book, man. Yeah, you've internalized it, bro. You, you are a badass. Hey, right back at you, man. I'm just trying to be like rock one day. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, if people want to connect with you, follow you, uh, obviously go listen to your podcast. Is there any other way that they can uh, connect with you? Yeah, man, the podcast. I love the podcast. I love just having those conversations. It's uh, Underdog Empowerment. You can check it out on any platform you listen to podcasts to. Make it real simple for you guys. It's on underdogempowerment.com, right on the front page. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever you like to listen to. Uh, hope to see you over there, and thank you for having me, Rock. Hi, right, man. It's been a pleasure. I just want to remind our listeners that the words that follow I am follow you, so describe yourself in an empowering way, and use the words that juice you. They're not words from somebody else. I, my my uh, trainer once called me a ripped athletic machine. I'm like, dude, I'm adding that to my identity. Thank you. That feels good. <laughs> so have fun with it. Build it strong. And thanks again. I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Man, thank you for having me, man. This was a blast. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.